This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Welcome to Inside the Monster with Steve Peralt and Joey Capone. Welcome to episode 39 of the official Red Sox podcast, Inside the Monster, presented by Odyssey with myself, Steve Peralt, and Joey Capone. Joey, we have a Hello. very special guest today on the program. Yeah, I'm a- we do. Yeah, I- a little bittersweet. You used the word already, but a little bittersweet. I wish we could have gotten him on here in a fashion that wasn't like an exit interview. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, it's if anything, though, it's a good, you know, in in talking with him and, you know, we got this this interview coming up with Brian Almonte, who is an extremely important employee of the Boston Red Sox. He is moving on, took a job with the Grizzlies, uh, I believe, in their their PR department. I know he knows all the ins and outs. When we intro Brian in this interview here. It's hard to even pin down what his job is because he does everything. Like he literally, he was like Raphael Devers translator. He would set up a lot of the interviews with the players. He'd be, um, you know, just any kind of thing that the player needed. He was just a friend. He was a friend to the players, like a genuine friend to the guys on the Red Sox. When you, Joey, we see it. We see it out there. Everyone's trying that's, to get something from these guys. Everyone's trying to get something. It's always like, hey, can you give us 10 minutes here? Can you do this? Can you do that? I think Brian was a, a breath of fresh air for these guys where it's like, yo, want to go get sneakers? <laughs> like, want to want to go just like grab lunch? And I think these guys really appreciated that from someone in their PR team. So uh, he's a great dude. He's a good friend of ours. And I think we got a great interview coming up. Yeah, I thought that was his whole job for a while. I thought his job was just like be a friend to the players. Be a buddy. Just hang out. <laughs> yeah, hang out in the clubhouse. Make sure the guys are good. Get them a water if they need it. But Imagine like, that job. Just, just like you're just like uh, Red Sox uh, player friend. That's I literally title. thought he was like the player liaison. I thought that was actually his thing. It wasn't until we did this and he explained like, oh, no, I work with the communications department and I work with like the video <laughs> department and I work with the content. It's like you do all that on, and you still he, have he time does. to get breakfast with Jackie. He does a lot. He definitely does a lot, but yeah, very tight with Rafi, with Mookie, with Xander, with all these guys, Doogie and um yeah, he's become a good friend of mine. He's become a good friend of ours. And he's been great to us as we've launched this show this year with the Red Sox. It's probably our, I'll take probably out of it. He was our closest contact on the team. 
was just great seeing him in the dugout and at the field before the games, you know, just talking kicks, talking life and really going to miss that. Uh, really genuinely going to miss that at the park. But this is a good behind the scenes look at just kind of how things go at Fenway. I know we all know the players or at least think we know the players well. And we all have eight million opinions of Heim and the front office and everything. But I like these shows a lot because it's a good look at a, a peek behind the curtain, if you will, of how everything is really organized and how a night at Fenway comes to be. A lot of it is because of Brian, because of Justin, Abby, Kelsey, uh, a lot of their team, uh, you know, from top to bottom, people that I still haven't even met yet that make a huge difference. I think Billy White, I'll shout out Billy every single show, team photographer. He's a big reason why you feel as close to the players as you do because of the shots that he captures. So this is a fun interview. It was fun and sad because Brian's moving on his last day at Fenway coming up here, but he's a great guy. And this was a nice, like I mentioned, peek behind the curtain, a nice behind the scenes look at how everything goes down uh, with the players on the Boston Red Sox when they are not out there on the field. So without further ado, we present to you, after this break, our interview with Brian Elmonte. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Alrighty, we are joined by a very, a very special guest today. And he goes by the name of Brian Almonte. If you don't know him, you should know him. Now, Brian, I was going to lead off by saying what you do with the Red Sox, but I feel like there's even stuff that I don't know that you do with the Red Sox because you do basically everything. I'm convinced that you suggest moves to Heim and then he just does it. Like I, I think that's probably part of the deal as well. So you explain to us what your roles with the Sox are because that's going to be a lot easier. What do you do? I mean, well, first of all, thanks for having me, guys. I mean, love the show, and I'm super happy to be a part of this because – I've just been waiting. I've been telling Steve and I've been telling Joey this whole time, man, like, yo, man, when am I going to get on the pod? When am I going to get on the pod? Like, I, I need some love here, too. But nah, like to explain what I do with the socks. I mean, it's I, I work in communications. I work in marketing. I help out in content productions and everything else in between. You want me to do security? I could do security as well. So it's just I just, you know, I wear many hats with the Red Sox and it, it's been fun. It keeps my job busy because, like, I'm one of the type of people that I can't just do one thing and that's it like I need to be able to just doing a bunch of other things and luckily I've been able to you know do that with the socks like when I came on board it was like hey whatever you want to work on like you can do that and always have fun doing it so that's that's the the short version of what I do did they give you a job title or were they were just like Brian Almonte just like do your thing 
<laughs> it was, I came in as manager of media relations and then it expanded to senior manager of baseball communications and media relations while also doing marketing. So, cause I also help out on the corporate side with Zeynep Curran, who's amazing and taught me how to, she taught me so much, especially when it came to writing. Cause I came in, I thought I was a good writer and it wasn't until I met her where she actually was like, actually you need to do better because we have standards here and it taught me so much and it was great. But yeah, so just a little bit of everything. So to jump to the worst news first, I'm just going to get this out of the way because Brian broke this to me when we were in L.A. uh, for the All-Star game. He is going to the Memphis Grizzlies. And when I say, Brian, and I'm not just trying to gas your tires here or whatever the hell the phrase is. I'm I'm not trying to gas your tires. But I honestly was devastated to hear that uh, because Brian and I have gotten to know each other pretty well over the last year. I would say you've become a close friend of mine. I genuinely consider you somebody that's you're just a very authentic dude. And I feel like the players look at you like that as well. And I'm curious because we've talked about this before, you know, not like recording a pot or anything, but like we've talked about the importance of being authentic around these guys that play for the Red Sox and showing that, Hey, it's not all just, can you do this EEI thing? Can you hop on Nesson? Like we need you for a Boston globe, you know, article. How have you been able to build really genuine relationships with the players without making it seem like it's all kind of funnel back to media availability? Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. Uh, well, yeah, first of all, I kind of just jumped that out and I snuck that in at All-Star when I was like, yeah, this, uh, it's my last it's my last show. And you're like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, I'm actually leaving. And you're like, no, you're not. <laughs> like, but I am, though. I am. I'm, I'm I didn't like to... it. That news sucked. I hated hearing that. But anyway. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think like one thing for me is, I guess coming from where I come from in New York, like there's just a mix of all types of different individuals and I was able to just blend in when I was in school with all different types of crowds. And I think that's what helped me moving on to like going into sports where you're dealing with a lot of different personalities. And like, for me, I think it started when I got there, Mookie was someone that as soon as we we met, he was like, I can already tell like you and I are going to be best friends. And I was like, um, okay. Like I'm, I'm here like, all right, that's kind of weird. Like this is Mookie Betts telling me this, like, whatever, man, we'll see. But it made it the transition so much easier. So I feel like a lot of the players, man, like what I try to do is I don't want it to be just transactional with them. Like I don't want them to just look at me and be like, okay, Brian's going to come to me with another interview. It's like, no, like I actually want to know about your family. I want to know like what your interests are. So like one of the things, and you and I always talk about this, like sneakers is a big part of my life. And mm-hmm. a lot of these guys have gotten into it too, especially the younger guys that keep coming up now, like they, they're into it. So like, I already have that in common with them. So we'll talk about sneakers and like connecting them with people from concepts and, and bodega and those folks. So like, I think for them is like, they can smell bull. And like, I don't, I don't try to be something that I'm not like, I'm not trying to just be their best friends either. Like I, I keep it professional because at the end of the day, like I do have a job and so do they, but at the same time, like, I think they appreciate that. They appreciate that. I don't, I don't try to like act like I'm one of the boys. Like if anything, it's just like over time, like we've grown to become more, you know, more closer because at the end of the day, like I'm with them more than I'm with my own family. Like you tell my, you, you ask my fiance, like, yo, like how often do you see Brian? And she'll probably be like, not enough because I'm with <laughs> these guys all the time. And like, you know, because of that, our relationship has grown. And I think that's why we have the relationship that we do. 
Yeah, you bring up sneakers, and obviously we're going to talk kicks. I mean, that's one of my favorite things. It's one of your favorite things. Joey's getting into it, by the way. Joey's. I can tell, man. I see him at Fenway now. I'm here like every time now I'm just looking straight at the feet. Like if I'm looking straight at the feet, that means you, <laughs> you're, you're making it there because that's what that's what we people do when it comes to sneakers. It's like, all right, you, it doesn't matter what's up top, man. We just want to see bottom and then work our way up. So Exactly. Bro, I – I uh, I saw you retweet um, a, a raffle and I entered it. I was like, Brian thinks these are cool. These have got to be cool. It was the Kobe, uh, the the Adidas, the crazy ones. Oh yeah, the, the stormtroopers. Yeah, no. so yeah. I me, went for him. I was like, dude, if I get these, Brian's gonna be so impressed. People, He's gonna think I'm people so cool. hate on those. And I remember when I was a kid growing up, and those came out, and like people, I'm telling you, they hate them because it was like literally like a spaceship and the ones that I wanted were like all chrome gray. And I was like, yo man, I want these. And like, obviously like back then, like I couldn't get them, but like when I saw them on Twitter, I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to enter this too. But I didn't get them. So it is I mean, I didn't realize how competitive it is, dude. Steve was telling me people will make like hundreds of accounts and stuff. Yo, that's the worst part, man. The sneaker games changed so much now where like, it was so much easier to be able to hit up your mans and be like, you know, like, can you hold a size for me? Like when I used to work at Foot Locker, because I worked at Foot Locker from when I was 14. Back then it was okay to work that young. So I don't want people coming at Foot Locker. <laughs> I was 14 till I was 21. I was working at Foot Locker and I was able to get any pair of kicks and I can get multiple kicks at the same time. So like there was one time I got these, these uh, do the right thing threes. And they were like a blue with like, like I want to say yellow. And I got three pairs. Now you can't even do that. And if you do, you'll get in trouble. But like, it was so much easier to just go to the store, ask for it, and it'd be good. But nowadays, like because of the sneaker market, like it's just everyone has all these bots and you kind of have no chance. Unless you know somebody that can hook you up with some shoes, it's probably a dub. Like it's it's gonna be really hard for you to get sneakers, especially like the ones that are like hype sneakers. Like that's the thing. Like you can get yeah. other kicks, but like the hype beasts have really changed the game, and it's kind of hard now. This is why I've kind of transitioned into the the custom kicks game because before it used to be when I was working at Bleach Report, right, like near Times Square. There, like it was just this craze of who's got the best kicks on their feet who has the yeah. newest thing who's coming in with the flyest kicks who's got the new jordans or who has like the best retro jordans and yeah. i spent all my money on those i spent like, i was trying to stay in the conversation of like oh there goes steve with the threes like he's looking really good and, and then all of a sudden you realize it's so competitive that's you, you kind of and i feel like you noticed this too brian you, it, it's not as fun when it's like I'm bending over backwards just to stay in the conversation of having yeah. like a good sneaker game, right? Like that sucks. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I mean, for me, I think that's where it's mostly going to, too, is like one of ones, because if you have one of ones, man, like no one has that. So like when you're customizing yeah. kicks, like that's fire. Like Mosh, he's a good friend of mine. Like he comes up with the dopest kicks, man. And like, that's someone that is doing some great work. And like, you're not going to get another pair like that. So it is tougher now. Like for me, now that I have a kid too, I'm kind of like trying to shift towards not buying so much kicks because I know yeah. I'm going to have to buy him because I have all these sneakers in my closet that I have some here in Boston. I have some back in New York. And it's like, I just like my mom the other day was like, uh, you need to find a way to get these sneakers out because we're not going to keep housing them here. Like where your storage. And I was like, don't like sneaker collections. I, I can yeah. confirm that they think, the it's, time, they think it's stupid. They won't say it, yeah. but they think it's dumb. 
yeah, like she's like, what are you, an octopus? You have two feet. Like, why do you need so many pairs of it's shoes? And it's like, <laughs> it's you just don't line. get it. Like, you, you just don't get it. It's just, it's like in the moment, they're dope. And like, yeah, I don't wear them as much as probably I thought I would, but I, I still got to stay fly. So it's, yeah, yeah. that's just what it is. But it is competitive, man. And it's, uh, it's tough. But I, I just try to, at this point, try to compete with my close friends. So like you guys, like I just, I see you guys coming into Fenway. I'm just like, all right, I got to, if these guys are coming, let me see. I'm going to come out with uh, these Air Max 97s or I'm going to bring some concept Air Max 1s. Like, I got to keep bringing the heat because I never know what you guys are going to come with. Well, I've I'll never you seen credit. you in the same pair. Of no, I haven't either. I was, I was about to say, yeah, it's like not only does Brian have great kicks and he's got – I would say you've got a classy collection because – You'll have the fear of gods. You'll have a different kind of pace. You can also wear like really nice shoes with a yeah. suit. I'm never, you, you ain't never going to see me in a suit. If <laughs> There's no chance I'm going to have this nice blazer on. Like if anything, to your point earlier, I care more about wearing all black now and then having the shoes. Yep. Be like, whoa, look at that. So anyway, we talked, yeah. we talked a lot of kicks. I knew we we're going to do that, but that's, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> uh, one thing I want to talk about is Rafael Devers and your relationship oh, with him. And I that's am my man. Is. Yeah, that's that's your guy. You guys are tight. I made sure to get a couple picks of you guys, you know, at the All Star game. And I, I see, yeah. I didn't know yet that that was going to be your last one. So I feel even better now that. Yeah, thank I took you. Those that was pictures. great. Yeah, yeah. So here I am, just like fishing for compliments. But um, your relationship with Rafi, first off, like how did that, how did that come to be? And at this point, you know, you've you've translated for him. You guys have chilled a lot. Like, what is Rafi? most like off the field i think we have a good idea of it but like what is the real raffy like i mean i think he's just exactly how you guys probably would expect like he's pretty chill he's just all about baseball and like that's all we talk about even off the field like we'll talk about kids now because obviously i have one and he has two so like we'll talk about parenthood and things like that but at the same time like he's just a dude that just wants to chill be around good people and good vibes and like it was one time in spring training, this past spring training, we I went over to the condo that he was staying at, and it was just uh, Xander, De Rafi, Philip Valdez, and myself. And we were just talking about, like, DR, and we are talking about, like, his his house that he built back home and stuff like that. And just, he's, you know, he's a real chill guy, and, like, he's some like one of the nicest people, and, like, he's so loyal, too. Like, once you, like, build that trust with him, like, he's the nicest person, and he cares about you so much where... I know if with anything, like if I ever needed anything from him, like it's more, he, he'd always be there for me. Like that's something that I'm really proud of because when I told him that I was leaving and going to Memphis, like at first he was like, like you, Steve, he was like, wait, what? And then yeah. after I told him like what the position was and like what I'd be doing, he was like, oh, that's awesome. He's like, you deserve it. And like, we're going to miss you. He's like, you want to, you know, you're a good dude and you deserve this, but like, you have to take this job. So like, we'll be in touch, you know, like we have phones. So like, if you're, if there's anything, you know, you can always contact me. So like, that's something that it, it makes me feel good. Cause it, it shows that I made an impact with, with him where, you know, like he trusts me enough where we can continue this relationship, even though I won't be in Boston anymore. Yeah. You can tell that you guys are legitimately tight. I know one thing that I've asked Rafi a few times at these all-star games is where he's at with his English. Like he, he knows the language well, right? Like you guys. Yeah. He knows the language. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he I, knows like, he tries to front like he doesn't, but it's more so he's just shy, but in the clubhouse, man, he's a chatterbox. Like he's always talking yeah, English yeah. with every, all the guys and stuff. And it, it's, it's improved so much from when I first met him to where it is now. So he knows. I, so I you, believe you did. Oh, go for it. Go for it. All right. So you've, you've done like translation work 
for for a while with the team. Um, did you grow up bilingual? Yes. So my first yeah. language was Spanish, and my mom made okay. it a point that like you have to learn Spanish first because my grandmother she doesn't know any English. So she was like, in order for me to be able to speak to my grandmother and my grandfather, I need to learn Spanish first because I learned English in school. And mm -hmm. it was the best thing she could have ever done because honestly, I don't know if I'd be working in sports if it weren't for the fact that I was bilingual. Like if I didn't know Spanish, I don't think I'd be in pro sports because me having that position to translate is what allowed to open all the doors that have opened in my, in my path so far. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think... Uh it's got to be insanely valuable. Like I, I can't imagine anything. And Joey's talked about just learning I'm, Spanish. I'm gunning for <laughs> it, dude. I, every day I'm doing like two hours a day, Spanish that's, only. Like that's all you need, man. Podcasts and like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going it's all for about, it. It's all about training the ear. Like if you can mm, just yeah. continue to listen and understand like what's going on and then like repeat what you're hearing and things like that, that's how you'll learn, man. Like it's crazy. Like right now, like I'll like my girl and I will talk to our son in Spanish and like he understands what's going on. Like and he's just 10 months. Yeah. So it's like we you know to to learn that and, and just be repetitive with it. And that's really all you need. Like someone told me that too. Like all you need is like an hour or two every single day. And but mm -hmm. and in a couple months you should be pretty like conversational. Like I don't know about fluent fluent, but like you'll mm -hmm. get there. That's I've had a lot of people yeah, you're, you're, Joey's going to be – he's going to know the language fully. Uh, I'm not – I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be teaching you, classes, man. Yeah, Joey's <laughs> Spanish over here. I'm, I'm, I'm fully ready for that. But I've had a lot of people over the years – I remember being at Nesson for a little bit and everyone's saying, oh, you're going to get sick of the Red Sox. Oh, it's constant. You know, this is all you're going to be doing. And then even like being at Fenway every day, it's like, oh, that this is – you're going to get tired of it, yada, yada, yada. Never get tired of it. And I'm curious of your, your standing of being at Fenway every day and – kind of where you know that puts you mentally like do you did you ever lose any kind of like oh this is the best thing ever because i i personally haven't but i'm curious if you're at fenway more than i am how mm -hmm. is that being there every day what's your favorite part of being at the park every day i think it's the work the people that i work with that's what makes it more enjoyable especially our department and the baseball communications and media relations has been rebranded it used to be just media relations but we added the baseball communications part but you know like KG, Kevin Gregg, who's now with the Phillies, yeah, Abby Murphy, Justin Long, Kyle Montemagno, and Devin Benson, like a number of people that work in that department, like they make it so much fun every single day where like it doesn't feel like a grind because it is long. Like we're there for so many days, hours, nights, and things like that. And you're just like, man, like I'm here a lot. But at the same time, if you're in a situation where you enjoy the people you work with, I think it makes it okay. Like you, sometimes you don't even realize how fast time goes by where it's just like, Oh man, like it's already mid season. Oh my gosh. It's already about to be postseason. And it's like, it's because you're having fun. And like, for me, that's all I always wanted to do. Like when I got into sports, it's because I wanted to do something that I was passionate about and that would make me happy because if I was doing anything else, I'd probably be miserable, man, because it's like, <laughs> I don't love anything as much as I love sports. So it's like, I, can't imagine doing anything else but that so being at Fenway especially and you guys know like that ballpark is there's just a different feeling when you enter it you're just like yeah. oh my god like this is even better than anyone can ever describe it to you because you just feel like you're on like a like in a special place and when that crowd is rocking that place is unreal and like it's just dope. So I think like there's been a lot of good moments. There's been a lot of down, you know, there's been bad moments too while I've been there. But at the same time, 
I've never had a moment where like, even when we were losing in 2020, where I was like, man, this sucks. I want to get out of here. Like, it was like, all right, this is part of the process. And like, we're making the most of it. And I know at the end of the day, we're the Boston Red Sox. We're going to be yeah. okay. So <laughs> it was always fun knowing that like I was a part of a historical franchise because never in my wildest dreams did I ever think I would be an employee of the Red Sox because growing up in New York, as you guys would expect, yeah. it was, I hate Boston. But <laughs> now that I, but ever since I came and now that I've been here for four years, it's like, I love this place so much where whatever allegiance I had with the Yankees or the Mets, because like my, my biological father's a Mets fan. My stepfather's a Yankee fan. So I had the best of both worlds to be able to like float in between. So like, I didn't really have like a diehard team, but now I do because the Red Sox now mean so much to me. We're like, I'm raising my kid to be a Red Sox fan. Like it doesn't matter. Like he's going to be a Red Sox fan. So in so, Tennessee, right, picking I up like a that. Couple fans. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's big right there. Dude, do, yeah. The pace of the NBA season is going to be pretty different. Have you, uh, have you thought about what that's going to be like? Yeah, it's going to be great, man. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's still a grind, obviously, because, you know, like working in, especially in PR, it's 24-7, 365. Mm. So like, but knowing that it's 82 games, knowing that I'm going to be in a controlled environment where there's no rain delays, there's it's a time game. So like, you know, it's tipping off at this time. You have a good chance where it's going to end at this time. So like, it's better than not knowing, like going into the ballpark and being like, am I going to be here for two and a half hours like yesterday or am I going to be here for four and like that's that's just different but you know I I came from the NBA I was with the Knicks before and then I went to the to the league office afterwards so I have experience in the NBA so like this coming back to it now it's like okay like this will be different but I'm I'm looking forward to it too so obviously like 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 check aside what what is it that attracted you to to the NBA and then also like just this particular position with the Grizzlies? I think it was it's the work life balance right? for one. Yeah, it's yeah, it is the Grizzlies, man. John Moran, man, shout it's out the to Grizzlies, him, man. Right? It's the, the Vancouver <laughs> yeah. Grizzlies. Yeah, no, I mean it's 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 mostly basketball's always been my favorite sport, and mm. being that grizzlies offered me an opportunity to be the director of communications like right now like i like i mentioned before i'm the senior manager and there's two directors in our department justin long and abby murphy who are amazing like you want to talk about good people like you you both know like those two are some of the best that you'll ever deal with and like they're from here and you know like i didn't i didn't there wasn't a, a clear path at the moment for me to get that challenge to be able to have that title and be in that role and and expand the responsibilities but if it weren't for those two i wouldn't even be in this situation because they prepared me so much where during the season they were treating me as their equal like it was never like all right like know your place like we're the boss you have to do this and that and third it was all it was always like come in like and it's the whole department too like it's very collaborative and like for me I, I plan on, you know, bringing what I've learned, obviously, here to, to Memphis. But Memphis has a great group, too. Like, I met their staff, and, like, they've been awesome. Like, if I have, a, if I have any questions, because prior to, like, going out there, when they, when they flew us out to, like, check out the facilities and the area, like, I had never been to Memphis. So, like, that was my first time. So, like, they've been super helpful with that. But, like, going over there, like, I just wanted a, a new challenge. Like, I felt like if I would have, if I would have passed that opportunity, if I would have been kicking myself, cause like, it's like, man, like it's the NBA and you, you get a chance to like help lead a department with really good people. Like my boss, Laura, she's awesome. Man. Like she's someone that like, from the moment we 
connected, like I was like, okay, I can see myself working for her and with her because mm. she's that dope of an individual. So like, it's not like I'm going from one great situation to one that's like, ah, I don't know, like we'll see how it goes. Like it's, it seems as though like I'm going from one to another great spot too. So it's just something different. And I like to challenge myself and see where I can go from there. I am curious. You're around Fenway a lot. You're around the Red Sox employees a lot. I've gotten to know a lot of these people, you know, very closely over the last, I'd say, year or two years. And it reminds me how many people it takes to just run a team, right? And I'm not talking yeah. about the, you know, Himes of the world and all that, but just the social media aspect, the PR aspect, the marketing aspect. There's just endless branches. Yeah. Who do you think? I'm kind of putting you on the spot here. But who do you think are some Red Sox employees that don't get enough credit? Because I've seen so many of them behind the scenes that I'm like, oh, damn, I didn't even know that was a position. And now I realize it's an extremely important position. Who do you think yeah. are people that probably deserve more credit for what they do? I mean, I'd probably list everyone because I feel as though like in, in the work that we do, it's sometimes like we don't get enough credit because yeah, all of behind us the are scenes working. stuff a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of us work so many hours, man. Like it's insane how many hours we work, but it's because we love the game. We love the team and we love the people we work with. So like, you know, like Beatrice Lopez, for example, she's on the digital marketing side. Like she does really good work and like trying to like reach different audiences and make Fenway more inclusive as well. And like Michael Lara, like he's someone that is, you know, works with our DEI stuff and he's, he's great at that stuff. And like, you know, obviously you have like Kelsey, Billy and, you know, Kyle from our end. And there's just a countless number of people that like it takes an entire like not even a village man i don't even know how to put it but like it takes so many people to like get things going and make it look as good as it is and like that's something that i think that's why i loved being here so much because you're learning so much from so many different people that it's just like wow man like i didn't know this like colin birch like adam grossman tim heinzelman and like marissa McClellan. like there's so many people that i work with with because i'm involved in so many different parts where it's like oh my God, like, I didn't even know it was like this. Like, you think you know until, like, you're actually in their world and you're just like, oh, shit, like, this is this is a lot more than I expected. But it's it's cool because it helped me also understand, like, how to, with my role, be an asset as opposed to, like, just being just somebody that's just in media relations. Yeah, I mean, it's it blows my mind, the amount of people that are involved in the organization and that play a role in what you see at Fenway. I feel like as a fan, you just go and you're like, oh, the players are on the field and they play the game. Like, there's so yeah. many things that go into us being Red Sox fans that we don't even realize. And there's just an endless list of people that deserve a lot Yeah, of man. Like, yo, for real. Like, shout out to Sarah, Sarah McKenna, Kellen Rag, John Carter. Like, you know, there's so many people that behind the scenes and like Carolina, like, and, and Jay Holland, like they do so much good work and making sure like pregame ceremonies are on point, like, yeah. like detail oriented, where it's just like, we're really buttoned up. And like, we put so much thought into like how to make Fenway Park an, an experience. And that to me is what it's all about, man. Cause at the end of the day, like you want to see a good product on the field, which is what we all want to see. But at the same time, like everything else that goes on before, during and after the game, is also a part of that experience. And we want at Fenway to be like, yo, like we gotta be there, man. Like this is a dope vibe. Like we gotta go to Fenway because you know, the music and like, it's a party, like let's just have fun. Yeah. And that's that's what it's all about, bringing people together. The music has been fun, I gotta say. 
That yeah. has been a nice update. It used to be some of the old school stuff, and now we're doing like Drake remixes. I'm like, let's yeah, get it going. Man, I, get, I get excited in between innings, man. It's Same, nice. and, and you just never know what you're going to get. Like sometimes there's days like the other night, like they were playing some throwbacks from when I was growing up, and I was like, oh, like this is a whole vibe <laughs> right now, man. Like this is – and that's what, it's, that's what it should be, though, because at the end of the day, like you can still play like the old school joints and like for people that have been going to Red Sox game for a long time, but at the same time, you also want to introduce more of the, the younger generation too because you want that generation to come to Fenway and become fans as well. So it's like we got we to gotta mix it all up because we got to make everybody happy, man. That's what it's all about. So it's, it's, it's Exactly. Dope. I got two more for you, Brian. One of them being, what was your favorite moment off the field with one of these Sox guys? I know you spend a lot of time with them. I'm sure you've had a lot of cool moments, but is there one that sticks out of like, oh, I'll I'll remember that for a while. That was really cool. I mean, it's tough, man, because like, you know, we, we did a, a GQ thing with Xander, which was pretty cool. And I guess City Connect would count too, because we did some stuff with those guys as well off the mm -hmm. field and like trying to capture like what we really wanted to and tell the story of city connect which was a passion project for all of us and like something that we really cared about and it seems like people really love it too and that's seeing those yellow jerseys is dope but i don't know man it's just so much that it's like it's also the problem too with working in baseball where all the days blend in together so like it feels yeah. little, like i've been with the Sox for a year not four and it's like oh my yeah. gosh there's so much that's gone on but there's just a lot of good moments that have happened during my time and like to think about like i was put on the spot yesterday about that too during lunch they were like oh so like can you name some moments that you know you'll remember forever and i was like well that's pretty tough because there's been a lot of good ones man like the bad ones they're, they're not there aren't that many like 2020 sucked but like <laughs> it sucked for everyone around the world. So like that's, yeah, that's yeah. different. So I don't even count that 2020 is like, uh, put an asterisk on it and that's it. But like, I don't know, like it's, it's, it's just been so much fun to go to Fenway every single day, man. And to like work with people that are so talented and so creative and like, I don't know. I mean, going to London was dope. That was my first trip. Yeah. I, I got the job and I, I started, the 29th of may and then like a couple weeks later i was in london and like that was fire like that was something yeah. one of the best experiences ever so yeah yeah you can't really top that i kind of wish i went there i don't know what happened with the baseballs in that series it was like 20 to 19 was final score i don't know what was going on <laughs> yeah there, we don't right? talk about the score we just talk about the fact that we was there you know like that's yeah exactly, we there, <laughs> exactly. You know, trying yeah. to spread the game but yeah, it was score, cool game, man. who's keeping score so <laughs> yeah no one's keeping score out there uh last one i got for you is just what do you think your relationship is going to be like with the red sox now i'm sure it's going to be great but i i guess i more mean now that you're with the Grizzlies, I got to get to Memphis now, by the way. I think Elaine and I are now definitely going. Joey, hop on board. We are going to make the FedEx trip. Forum. I know. Yeah, I've always wanted to see Yeah, it. you knew that. You yeah. definitely didn't look that up. Yeah. You knew that for sure. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I, I'm just curious of like, you've been around this team so much. And I know Mookie's, what, from Tennessee. So he'll you'll probably see yeah. him at some of those games there. Yeah. But I'm curious of how often you think you'll get back to Fenway. I'm more demanding that you get back to Fenway is essentially <laughs> what the question is. But, like, how, how much do you think you'll be back here? I mean, I hope I'm back, you know, as much as possible. I know my girl will want to be back because she loves Boston, you know. Like, yeah. we she's only been here a year, but she loved she loved being out here. And it was tough to decide, like, oh, we're moving because, you know, this, this city has a way of making itself be loved more than you probably expect it to. But – you know, a lot of folks from the from Fenway are also telling me the same thing. Like, hey, like, don't forget to visit. Like, come visit whenever. Like, doors are always open. And 
you know, that right there, like I'm probably going to want to come back as much as possible. Definitely coming back when we play the Celtics, obviously, because I'm not missing yeah. that for nothing. So I'm hoping you guys no, will be course. there too. But oh, we'll be yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe it'll be something where like, all right, we're taking a, a weekend trip. We're going to go head up to Boston because it's only a two, two and a half hour flight. So it's not too bad. It's not bad. bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not bad at all. I, I guess lastly, lastly, what? It, so we talked about this before recording, but what did the Red Sox give you? You got to explain oh, what the Red Sox man. gave you because that thing's so. They cool. gave me they gave me a monster plate with my last name on it, man, like a piece of Fenway that I will literally have forever. Like I can try to bring it out and yeah, try it, try to show it, try camera. to show it. We need the video. Try to show it. I'm, I'm gonna try. I to don't. Do yeah, this. I don't know if it's gonna fit in frame. No, I, like I don't. That they didn't, it, they didn't I think give a could. scale model or something. They were like, "Here's a seven foot plaque." Yeah. Oh, look at <laughs> Made that. Made of tin. <laughs> so I'm going to just keep going this way. And yeah, go through. Point, you know? Like, this is what it is. A Two whole letters at a time. With my name, you know? So that's that huge. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. But, yeah, yeah, no, they don't even so do that cool. for, like, poo holes. They just give him a number. And you got, like, a whole <laughs> <Yeah>. last <laughs> name plate. Yeah, man. How crazy is that? You know, you know, it was, it was like I said, our, our department, man, Abby is the master at gifting. Like if it's your birthday, I would, you know, actually you both should probably tell her when your birthday is because you'll gonna, probably be yeah. included in like yep. all the gifting. Cause she is the best gift giver you'll ever meet. Like, and okay. she always remembers and it's always thoughtful. We're just like, I didn't even know I needed this, you know, <laughs> but thank you, Abby. So yeah, shout out to, to Abby and the whole gang for, for hooking me up with that. I don't know where I'm going to put it. There needs to be a lot of wall space to like hang it up, but I'm going to find out. Dude, talk you want to talk about an all-time item though? Memphis? That's an all-time item. That's, uh, you can't it's, beat that. It's perp. No, like you really can't. And it's like, when I got it, like I even got a little bit emotional because I was like, oh my gosh, like this is like, this is Fenway right here, man. And like, yeah. I get to have a piece of that. <laughs> and literally take with me forever. So it's like, yo, man, you can't even top that. Like I, when I texted that to you, Steve, you were like, that is an all-time item. Like, <laughs> it's an all-time item, there's no getting around it. Something tells me you're gonna have room for it, dude. Going from Boston rent to rent in the South. Oh yeah. I think oh, you're gonna, yeah. you're gonna have room. A, it's a big difference. And like, you know, we're, we're looking for a place still, but we'll, we'll find something hopefully, cause if not, who knows, but uh, maybe, I might have to hit up some of the guys on the team and be like, hey, I know you guys have mansions, so do you have any extra rooms that you can help out with for now? But yeah, no, we're we're excited about it and you know, we'll miss we'll miss uh Fenway a lot and definitely miss you guys a lot because you know it's uh our relationship from the moment we all met each other has been dope and like you know, good thing there's FaceTime and stuff, but it's still not the same, but you know, we'll try to We'll try to make trips to to hang out and you know i'm still here till august 16th by the way so we should definitely go grab a few brews before i move. that means you're here for steve's birthday is what that means he's the third august 13th saturday against the yankees i'm just saying might be oh, fun up on looks the monster like, let me i'm gonna have to write it on our on our calendar so let me tell my girl and be like august 13th i'm busy with the boys so. yes exactly that's all we need uh brian almonte this was awesome i i'm upset at you for leaving but you are you're a true friend you're a true friend and i'm excited for you i'm happy for you but you obviously have to come back to fenway a lot i mean either way it doesn't matter because it's like we're just gonna come down to memphis so it's like <laughs> one way or another we're gonna be chilling which is great we haven't gone yeah. we haven't gone sneaker shopping yet so we have to do that yeah we gotta do that we can we can set that up i mean there's a bunch of stores that we can hit up but we gotta do that but thank you guys for having me the show is great i'm 
obviously going to continue to listen because I got I'm subscribed. In case people don't you know, go. you can subscribe to Inside the Monster. So you know, on all your platforms. But yeah, man, it was, it's been a lot of fun with you guys, and I'm happy to see you guys succeeding and doing your thing. So I know it'll continue. Appreciate you, Brian. We will see you at Fenway soon. Before you go, can't wait. All right, man. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Alrighty. That was a lot of fun. Shout out to Brian. I know his kid wanted to get into the show a little bit in the in the background there. Uh, it's got to be Joey. You got a young kid. I mm-hmm. eventually we're we're eventually you know I'll be there. I'll, I'll be a dad eventually. What what you should I have to look out? You thinking about it? What should I have to look out for? Let's talk about it. Like what's your what's your biggest piece of advice for being a dad? I don't think I've asked you this before. Do you want like a serious answer here, or do you want like a both. Oh, I want both. Okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> ask ask me again. I'll give you a lighthearted one. So, Joey, like, mm-hmm. what's your best advice for being a dad? Don't kill him. <laughs> Keep him alive, dude. Give him food. All right. That'll do it. Thank you guys for tuning in. <laughs> Make your sure serious sleep. advice. What do you What do you got? Your serious advice. What do you got? Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I think I hated getting advice. When I was like, yeah, expecting when I was pregnant, uh, <laughs> I hated that. I hated people being like, dude, one thing I've learned, bro, when it's nap time, you just gotta, you got what? Hey, dude, wait, they're gonna, they're gonna get hurt. It's the way it goes, and you gotta toughen them <laughs> they're up. They're gonna smack their head that. on the ground, and that's how like, it do, is. Do me a favor and like just keep all of your advice to yourself. Um, so like, <laughs> if somebody was to ask me, I would probably say something corny and just say, like, Hey, it's like love them, let them be them, and like they're not a little you, just they're little them. Just love yeah. them, and they'll they'll be happy with that. And that's it's a big part of the transition Brian's making, right? I mean, you're bringing mm-hmm. a, I don't want to say newborn. I think one, maybe between I one think and our, two. Yeah, I think our our kids are similar age. I think his I think uh, his little one's about to turn two. Yeah, that sounds about right. But yeah. then, yeah, you know, you're bringing your uh, very young kid to a new environment where. If anything, I mean, I hope obviously you want it to go well in Memphis. Uh, Brian's going to crush it. But for mm. selfish reasons, why do I want him to just like come back to the Red Sox? It's just like, all right, you know, <laughs> things things go well here. But now I'm just going to return to Boston. Like, that would be great. But I yeah, mean, dude, it, he up? gets to work at the two most historic sports venues in the nation. He gets to go from Fenway Park to the FedEx Forum. I know. I mean, and that's what people talk about. Everyone always mm-hmm. says, like, if you're going to rank your top two which is normally mm-hmm. what rankings are. They're normally top twos. Yeah. You know, most All the famous articles. Top yeah, two. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the most famous venues in American sports. It's Fenway Park and it's FedEx Forum. Uh, you know, it's the FEF. The FEF. Fenway the and Fef. the FEF. The Fed. The Have you been to the Fed? The yeah, FEF. Uh, the F- F-E-F. I, okay, okay. I was like, what do you what where are you getting these letters? I'm okay, like, Joey, okay. how is this not I landing like here? <laughs> I like the FEF. Yeah. 
There we go. Man, I'm so jealous he gets to work at the FEF. I, I, I brought it up in there, dude, but like a two-bedroom condo in Boston has got to get you like a five-bedroom mini mansion out there in Tennessee. I would, I would love to know. I wouldn't love to know this, but just hypothetically, for mm-hmm. what we pay at this apartment by TD mm-hmm. Garden, like what would this get in Memphis? I, I think we would run. There's Memphis. a quick way to find out. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. you just get the governor's house or something. He'd just give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> just one time yeah, payment, just one rent payment. He's like, it's yours. That's how that goes. But yeah, shout out to Brian Almonte. That was great. I'm glad we got to do it. Obviously, it's bittersweet because he's leaving, but I'm glad you guys got to learn more about Brian's role with the Sox and how much he mattered to the team. And, you know, shout out to him for giving a bunch of shout outs to other people as well. He is, uh, a very unselfish person. And I, I respect people like Brian that are very good at what they do, but they don't need to like shove it in your face. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's a specific person that always needs you to know that they're doing this or know that they're doing that. Brian's like an under the radar, like I'm doing my thing and I don't need it to be known by literally everyone on the planet. So I do appreciate yeah. that. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. He, he's just a down to earth guy, man. Actually going to miss him. He's the man. So Best yep. of luck to him, obviously. It goes without saying. So, Big Gonna series at Fenway between the Brewers and the Red Sox here this weekend. And we will be talking to you guys after that series. Going to be at Fenway. I think I'll be there every night, honestly. Uh, I'm going to go to all these games just because for some reason, I think that makes a difference. It obviously doesn't. Uh, the only time it makes a difference is if I'm dressed as a Reese Cup. So we'll be at Fenway. Big series coming up. Xander's not getting traded. Love to hear that. Spear article on Friday really makes it seem like JD might be dealt. So we'll see. Really seemed like it. Really seemed like Really it. made seemed it confident. seem like that's going to happen. So that kind of changed my opinion on it a little bit. But we will talk to you guys after the Brewers Red Sox series. But until then, for Joey Capone, I'm Steve Perrault. Go Sox kid. Inside the Monster is a production of Odyssey in partnership with the Boston Red Sox. The show is produced by me, Steve Peralt. Our executive producer is Lena Glazer. Mixing and video editing by Joey Capone. Special thanks to the Red Sox and Major League Baseball for their contributions to the production of this podcast. Podcast.